I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, we're here for the Hollywood Life podcast. And I am joined by my co-host, Ali Stagnita. Hey, Ali. Hi, guys. So excited to be here. Um, I am so excited for our guest today because I am a massive country music fan. I've been watching him for so long. Um, and you will probably recognize his voice and his name uh, from CMT. So, Bonnie, I will let you do the massive introductions. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of country music fans out there and and even those who aren't yet are about to become um and so we are so excited to welcome tv and radio host cody allen welcome great thank you so much i appreciate it great to be on with y'all i'm happy to hear we got some country music fans out there um in, in the live that hollywood life Oh, yes. Massive country fans. We just covered um, the CMAs. Our audience was so excited. They love just have loved kind of the country crossovers and how um, just the industry has been going. I've, I've been a country fan since I was a baby. My parents would plot me in front of uh, CMT's country countdown for <laughs> Uh, while they would work out and I would just sit there and watch and sing. And so, you know, I'm not new to the game, but yeah. Yeah, but we do have uh, millions of country fans who come to Hollywood Life and they will be so excited to um, to listen to this podcast with you, Cody, because you are such a legend and expert and they, they can hear you on, on CMT. You're in over 200 radio stations. You have your Hot 20 music show on the CMT flagship and now you are an author with a new book yes congratulations thanks you know I feel like the author thing is just so new I've written one book does that make you an author I guess it kind of yeah. does but I, I do feel like uh it's so personal when you write a memoir it feels like it's just you're you're um it's so vulnerable and so real and so but I appreciate that uh, being added to my uh, accolades I suppose it's uh it's a little different kind of title for me though I'm not used to it well, you have written a book and it has just come out and it will be a great uh, holiday present for people. And, uh, and so, and we can see it in the background, but not everyone can visually see you right now. So the title is, here's the thing, lessons on listing life and love. That's right. Life and love. So tell us why you decided to write this book. Well, it is here's the thing, as in H-E-A-R apostrophe S, a little bit of a pun there, because I really wanted to highlight how I've lived a sort of life of listening from the point I was a child, listening to my dad's records. He had a massive like vinyl collection that I loved as a kid. So he would play music all the time. And I really fell in love with music at a very young age. I'm talking like toddler age. It was blaring in my house all the time. And then I used to uh, hear, he played the radio a lot too. So I'd hear the DJs come on 
in between the songs. And I was like, man, that's, they would tell the stories about the artists or, you know, the stories behind the songs. And I thought, man, that'd be really fun to be that guy. So, um, and then, you know, obviously doing what I do now, uh, a lot like what y'all do in the sense that I'm constantly asking questions of the artists and I have to have my listening ears on for that. And then finally, my own like personal journey was all about listening as well, because at some point, I think in everyone's life, you've got to listen to your own heart, your own intuition, um, and let that reflect where your 100% truth is found. And so for me, it was, it, it kind of came down to listening as being the main theme for so much of my life. And, and obviously, it made sense for the book as well. I love well, that. I wow. love it so much. Well, you are renowned really as a, a great interviewer and don't you attribute a, to that skill to being able to in, interview anyone from like Dolly Parton, a legend like Dolly Parton to Carrie Underwood, to Taylor Swift, to being really good at listening? Yeah, I think it's a really um, lost skill. You guys know how hard it is because you've got to really tune in to whoever your guest is. Um, I think also that um, we live in a chaotic world, even if you're not an interviewer like we are. Uh, there's constantly messages coming at us. There's uh, Instagram and the social media, Facebook, all of it nonstop. And so to pause long enough to listen to someone is a, such an important thing, I think, for our lives. You know, I interviewed uh, Larry King, you know, probably regarded as one of the best interviewers of all time. Um, Larry came into the studio uh, in Nashville and uh, with his suspenders on and like the glasses and the whole Larry King get up. And, um, and I, he taught me something that day that I'll never forget. He said, I never learned anything while I was talking. And so often I think we want to talk, talk, talk uh, and not hear others. And I think if we were to slow down and shut up, sometimes we might learn something. I think that's advice that not just people, you know, within our industry need. I think that that should be like on T-shirts and bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, too. That, that, that might be a great T-shirt idea, but. It really was the, the jump off point for so much of the book because I feel like it is uh, something that helped my life, uh, learning to be patient enough to hear someone else, to show empathy, not to pass judgment quick. I think we all do that too often. And uh, I think my life is one uh, from you know my early beginnings uh, where I grew up in South Carolina to going on a Mormon mission at one point in my life. Uh, all of it built around sort of like listening hearing others and you know not talking all the time um and yet learning how to talk uh and to get yep. your word in edgewise and to make <laughs> sure that you are also heard at some point so that, that's a fine balance but i think it's something that i've learned and uh, some of the stories teach that in the book yeah but right now you know with everything that's going on in the country like we really do need to be listening to each other and really hearing what people are saying, just like what you're advising, rather than assuming and jumping on things, you know, because everybody, um, you know, as you found in interviews, like everyone's different and everybody has reasons for things. Um, I for saying and feeling certain things, and maybe they're feeling that way because they weren't listening. Now, do you want to give us an example of an interview you've done with somebody? really well known that by list, really listening, when you were interviewing them, you learned something that you feel they'd never revealed before. Yeah, it's happened a lot. I mean, I always, and I, I teach this in the book as well. And by the way, I don't tend to uh, be a, a teacher or uh, <laughs> I'm not like the, 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 the perfect example. Right. 
but and I talk about that in the book. I was like, I, you know, there are things that I don't know, and I'm still learning, and I still mess things up, and I still have bad interviews sometimes too. But at the end of the day, what I do try to um, show in the book is that when you make another, uh, make your guests feel comfortable, that you can get, you know, hopefully some great uh, information and moments out of them that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. And I think if there's one skill most of the people who I interview from the country music world would say is that, you know, he does make me feel at ease. I, I hear that. And, you know, yeah. uh, and, and just being smiley and friendly. I mean, I, granted, I don't have to be um, asking uh, gotcha questions or um, anything that's too personal. I don't like to get into that. Um, uh, and not that it's all superficial, but there is a little bit of like ease to the questions that I ask because it is about music and about, um, you know, family um, and about where the artists came from and, and how they came up with the stories and the, and the songs that they sing because so much of country music is about the lyric, right? So going back to your question, um, you know, Carrie Underwood, right after she won American Idol, um, she was not nearly as, as skilled at being a guest on shows as she is now. And so I remember her being very young, very sort of green and like fresh and like just out of Oklahoma. And yeah. even though she'd won American Idol, there was a little bit of that like fear I could tell with her in our first interview together. I'd never met her before. Um, and it was around the same time that the iPod was actually kind of a thing, I guess about 2005, maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think back when that was. Wow. That, that was even before the iPhone, if you can even believe this. Amazing. Um, but nonetheless, um, there was a little device uh, called an iDog, which I had just been given as a toy, uh, you know, in the studio. And so I brought this little iDog out and we just started playing with it before I even asked any questions. Um, and it sort of like loosened up the room. She thought it was kind of funny. And it just became an, an easy way to sort of get into a conversation as pals rather than just as a guy interviewing her for the first right. time her being a guest. Um, and from that, we've, you know, developed a really good friendship over the years, she and I, and um, I just love her to death. She's amazing and um, obviously incredibly talented. Oh, um, so, God. yeah. And so I, I uh, yeah, I attribute to the, those moments of sort of like looking for devices in which to bring someone and, and make them feel at ease where you, where they can feel like they trust you enough to, to talk about things that maybe they wouldn't tell otherwise. Yeah, I think that like our job, you know, the three of us can really connect on that is that we're a vessel for these people to tell their story when sometimes they don't know how to find the right words or the right audience for themselves. We're granted the kind of honor to do that for them. And so I think like understanding that as an interviewer, too, is really kind of game changing and even like sometimes telling them that and they're like, oh, yeah, like, let's let's do it. Like, that's a really yeah. cool thing that, that we are able to do every day. Um, and Cody also in 2017, um, and I actually remember this moment you came out, um, as mm -hmm. gay and within the country community that I don't know, had necessarily even really as openly done before. Um, what was it like, what made you want to, you know, come out at that time in that way? And what was the reaction? Well, it was many years leading up to that moment. I don't think anyone just flips the light switch and says, today's yeah. the day I'm gonna come out. It happens over time, um, at least for most of us, particularly those of us from, you know, a little bit of an older generation. I, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't know how it is to be young and gay in 2021, but I, it must be great because right. 
uh, the way I grew up, I didn't have an Ellen. I didn't have a Will and Grace. I didn't have anybody in my family who was gay. I knew no friends at school who were gay. So I just thought I was different. Um, and I didn't have anyone to really rely on or to look up to. Um, so it was, it was strange. And uh, for me, I just thought, okay, I've just got to go with the flow here and, and do what everyone else is doing. And so I realized, um, you know, I got married to a woman. We had a couple kids. Um, no regrets about that. She's amazing. And so I came out first to her. And I talk about her disappointment um, and the heart, you know, the harshness of that talk, how difficult it really was, but how we realized from that moment on that we needed to come together, um, that we need to love each other through the uh, challenges that I had and that our family mattered the most to us. And so we very deliberately and intentionally sort of said, okay, let's just put our family first and let's figure this out together. So over many years, I kind of related to like the, layers of an onion. We knew what the core was. I knew who I was. I just had to start peeling back the layers and figure out what to do about it. And so she helped me a lot um, over that time and eventually um, separating, getting divorced. And then um, in 2017, as you mentioned, I, I did come out and, and going back to your question, which was how did people react? First of all, there's a lot of fear going into the moment. I think anyone who comes out, you know, even, even in our time where it's very much more loving and accepting time, like I said, in 2021, uh, it, it still is very scary, I think, for a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people still sitting on the, on the sidelines wondering what to do about how they feel, how they know they are. Uh, and so, yeah, so for me, I, uh, I went into it with a lot of fear of rejection. I thought, I don't know how this is going to go. I, people are going to either love me uh, more or hate me and probably 50-50. That's kind of how I thought about it in my head. Um, and it turns out it was a lot more loving, positive, overwhelmingly compassionate and kind than I could have predicted. Um, so great artists. I mentioned Carrie, uh, er, uh, earlier, Carrie Underwood and you know Keith Urban, who I wrote, wrote the forward for the book. And so many other artists like spoke up that day and said, even Toby Keith and Dirks Bentley and these sort of alpha male, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. Red-blooded American straight yeah. types uh, stood up and said nice things about me. And so I'll never forget the, the, the amount of love that came forward for me that day. And um, it was a, a beautiful thing. And since then, uh, I've heard from a lot of fans of country music who identify uh, as LGBTQ plus and uh, who have spoken up and say, I love country music, too. So that's been a good and, and awesome thing. And I think it, maybe it's paved the way for other people to feel comfortable speaking up. We've had T.J. Osborne in uh earlier this year in January, who, uh, Brothers Osborne, great country music duo who came, came forward and, uh, and came out. And so we're seeing progress. I definitely agree. And TJ also, I, I loved, I actually, I wrote the story the other day when he was at the CMAs and they won vocal duo of the year and he kissed his boyfriend before taking the stage. And it was such a proud moment. I had tears in my eyes just watching it because in the interview yeah. for time, he said, I couldn't, you know, people are going to be like, why is he just doing this publicly? Why doesn't he just show up to, with a date to a award show with a partner? And he was like, I just felt like I couldn't do that. And then mm -hmm. for him to show up with a partner and, and be able to be himself and, and his truth, I thought that that was so amazing. Yeah, it's one step at a time. And I think country maybe, you know, is a little further behind maybe the rest of the world or Hollywood. Uh, but I think that we are getting there. And uh you know, I, I, I think we have to applaud the, the great steps moving forward. I remember when my partner Trey and I walked the red carpet for the first time and like took pictures holding hands, like how 
first of all, vulnerable. I felt at the time, like, uh, again, uh, you don't know how that's going to go or be accepted. Uh, and then to realize when you see it in print or, or later on, you know, websites and whatever, like, okay, that was an, that was a really nice moment. Maybe it moves us forward in some ways. And it's nice to see that as happen. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I think your your book is about listening and you said you needed, you got to a point where you had to listen to yourself, your, who you really were and to your heart. And you really, you are living that now. And I think that's, uh, is it, so the fact, like the fact that you are demonstrating it through your life and your experience and being public and now through your book, that's really gonna help other people. And just getting back to Carrie, didn't she play a role in introducing you to your fiance, um, Trey Smith? Is it Trey? Not Treya. Yeah, it's Trey. Um, uh, yeah, she really did. Uh, I was doing a CMT show uh, covering it for CMT in Atlanta where um, she was performing kind of a pop-up concert surprise visit to Atlanta. And uh, he's from uh, Nebraska originally, but moved to Georgia, then was living in Atlanta at the time. And he, by chance, got tickets for the show. And so um, I got to meet him. I, you know, I didn't know he was gay, but we took a photo and I was like, man, he's so cute. I like, I want to meet uh-huh. him. And, and I think uh, after that, we started corresponding a little bit online and then we realized, I realized he was gay and he realized I was. And then we just started talking and sort of hit it off. So, but yeah, we do sort of think of Carrie Underwood as, uh, <laughs> as being a little bit of our, our Cupid. <laughs> I love that. And so you guys are engaged. Do you have wedding plans um, on the horizon? Well, the pandemic got in our way and I'm so freaking practical. Like I wanted to buy a house first. Like mm-hmm. um, weddings seem, I don't know if you guys have watched Marriage or Mortgage. It always seems like yes. so stupid <laughs> It's so stupid to go for the marriage, doesn't it? Over the mortgage? Yes. People people do that all the time. I'm trying to tell my daughter, one of my daughters that like one night or one day, the wedding, (laughs) a mortgage is forever. Yeah. And it's thousands of thousands of dollars. I just don't, I don't see the practicality of it. Um, So that said, I, we, we've thought about just eloping and going to like the courthouse or whatever and getting it done. and, And we need to do that maybe before the end of the year, he actually mentioned that, like, you know, this is probably good for our taxes if we go ahead and like take care of this. True. Also true. Um, What do you think um, of like, in terms of acceptance in just in the the whole country, not just the country uh, music world, but the country having a cabinet secretary like Pete Buttigieg, who is, you know, completely open with his husband mm. and they've just ad- adopted babies they're they've got twins now um how do you think like what do you how do you feel about that yeah um well i just watched the documentary mayor pete yeah. on um again which was so great i thought uh first of all because 
we need more voices. We need people to step up, particularly um, in government places uh, where we have you know, probably only a few. Uh, and uh, it's so good to see him being such a voice. And by the way, I can identify so much with his story. Like, I felt those things that he's talked about, like that fear of like, you know, if I could take a pill at one time in my life, I would have done it not to be gay. And I, I, I actually changed my opinion on that because I used to hate the word gay. Like it was such a, uh, a negative to me. And now it's like a badge of honor. Like, it's almost like, okay, yeah, this is who I am. And, and I'm really proud of who I am. Um, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way uh, at this point in my life. I've realized that it's something that's made me um, a person with probably a bigger heart, uh, uh, more empathy for other people and a realization that every human is important. Um, and I don't know that I would have, you know, hopefully you would have uh, experienced that if I, I mean, maybe I would have experienced that if I was a straight guy, but I don't know. It has taught me that those things are so important to me. Mm -hmm. and when it comes to your career, you know, I was thinking about this with, with you and also with like Bobby Bones and stuff like you get, you see the same people often, honestly, like you've interviewed Carrie, however many times, Dolly, however many times, Carly Pierce, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, how do you find like new topics of conversation with them? Or is it kind of just like picking up with an old friend and that's what's really great about the interviews themselves, that it's just a nice conversation? Oh, I hope so. I, I always look for fresh stuff because, um, and by the way, anytime they interview, there usually is something fresh to talk about, new music. So there's always a good, you know, uh, stepping off point. Um, but I do think that, I mean, I could never ask enough questions of Dolly. Like, I don't know... I, there are things I still so want to ask her that I will never, you know, fully ask all the questions to her. Um, but I think it is a challenge always coming up with something exciting and different. I try to lean on whatever emotional connection you can make mm -hmm. um, or humanness you can bring out of them. Um, and whatever fun, I think also, I think people are, you know, we live in a negative uh, media world. There's a lot of stuff, again, hitting us all the time. It's so chaotic and so noisy that to break through the noise, sometimes I think you just have to have a little bit more entertainment, a little more fun, particularly with what I do. Mm -hmm. um, if I was a different kind of journalist, it, it'd be a little different. But for what I do, I do kind of lean on, let's have a good time so that A, uh, Dolly or Carrie or whoever will want to come back on the show right. and have a good time again. But secondly, um, hopefully they know that I'm not a, you know, a bozo. I'm going to ask important <laughs> stuff that they also want to be, um, you know, they'll, they'll want to be part of. Yeah. Well, Dolly is to me is so interesting because her presentation of herself is, you know, one thing, you know, the blonde hair and she's very sculpted looking, but she is such a feminist. Like when you look at everything she's done, her career, the things she said, like she's just such a strong, how she has run her career. Like she is such a strong feminist role model. Yep. Yeah, I think so. And she's um, been reluctant, I think, to speak up uh, pol about political parties. Mm -hmm. And yet she will speak up about issues. And I think that's a huge distinction that I really love about her. Um, like, for example, the vaccine, when it came out in the beginning, she was an early adopter. And of course, she helped fund Funded it some of the things. Which is incredible. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I love that she will speak up uh, and as she has on LGBTQ plus issues as well. Um, and we've had those conversations a little bit 
um, you know, a couple of songs she's written um, ha have been about uh, meeting some of the, the drag queens uh, along the way who have been uh, Dolly impersonators or whatever. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I love that she's honest and real and yet um, is willing to step out there when it's important to her, you know, issue wise. Is there anybody, you know, after doing this for so long and like having to interviewed so many people, is there anybody that really like shook you to your core that you were nervous beforehand? Because I feel like kind of now we don't really get too nervous. It's like, oh, like another day on the job, another conversation. But is there anyone that was like, oh, I'm scared? <laughs> if I can be honest with you, there is um, always an anxiousness with every interview. I never get like not I don't know if nervous is the right word, but I, I always get like, okay, I want to get this right. I get excited about it and I want to get it right. So um, there's always a little bit of nervousness with everybody. Uh, I, I will say, yeah, the icons make me nervous. Um, I interviewed uh, Kevin Costner a couple weeks ago who has, of course, the Yellowstone TV show and a big, huge um, country music fan, has his own band. I mean, he was very intimidating. Yeah. And there have been a few of those where, you know, I'll have like, in the beginning, like Toby Keith or Trace Atkins or these kind of big, larger than life kind of gruff guys, um, breaking down that sort of wall uh, yeah. and getting through to them in the beginning was really, I think, hard. Now they're like pals. They, they ask that I do interviews with them because they know that I'm going to bring something and we're going to have a good time again, going back to what I mentioned a moment ago. So um, uh, any more, I, those are the, my favorite interviews are the ones with the Tobys and the Tracys and the guys who might not be as easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so what is your technique, um, especially before your pals with breaking through that walls? Is it, you know, years there, like, <laughs> or what's your uh, kind of an opening type of questions that get, yeah. get I mean, there are a lot of ways, and it just sort of depends on the person, I think. Um, I think being yourself as much as you can be is really important. Like, <clears throat> I, again, I feel like, for example, Toby feels like uh, I am, I'm going to be a guy who's going to be honest and real. And, um, and the somewhat opposite of him um, in so many ways. So, uh, again, straight, uh, red meat eating, uh, Toby <laughs> Keith, uh, alpha male, all the things, right? And so, um, because I'm a little bit different in some ways, I think because he knows I'll be real and honest with him, it sort of makes th there to be this comfort automatically. I also think they're like, you know, I mentioned the technique with Carrie, but I also think, um, you know, I've dropped F-bombs uh, before an interview. There's something about, like, loosening up the room somehow. Yeah. Like, and, and we don't get that on Zoom anymore, by the way. There's never any of like build up time. It's always like, boom, you're on. I yeah. hate that because it used to be that the artist would come in the room. You'd have a chance to, you know, chit chat for two minutes. And that chit chat is sort of how you up, you know, them. So they'll, they'll want to just have a conversation with you. So um, I think uh, those are just a couple of techniques. But uh, again, um, just things that have worked for me. Mm -hmm. And before we go today, you've gotten into, you've done some like music yourself a little bit too, right? Have you? Um, <laughs> I haven't done any music music. I mean, I have no, it's funny because I do get this question a lot. Like, why don't you do songs or parody songs? Like so many of these DJs do or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, it's just not me. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. I wish I had the talent to be uh, play guitar and like sing. 
the closest I get to it is in the car, you know, and I, and I'm <laughs> on a road trip or something. I, when I'm in the car, I'm on I stage. I thought you had some songs. Uh, that's, that's the, <laughs> what's I that? I, I don't know why I thought you had some songs out. I was doing some Googling. And I it, wish I did. Awesome. <laughs> I'd fix that. Probably. I've seen that in my bio before, you know, because these like computer generated bot bios that are out there. Maybe that's one of them. I think that was, that was probably it. Stupid Google. <laughs> and, and do you, do you, um, I, you might get uh, elope. You might get a house before you elope or do anything with a, with a, a wedding. Do you see having kids in your future? Um, well, we, we bought the house. Kids. I know you we have the house. older children. We survived the pandemic. And so, yeah, now we need to figure out marriage. Uh, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, he is not interested in that. I've already had kids. So right. I don't think that's teenagers. a card. Whoops, I think we're losing you. Oh, I think we're going. We're yeah. Um, and so he, uh, you know. Whoops. I'm here. Hang on, wait. It'll come back. Wi-Fi. Let's see if I turn this off. We can we can hear you, but that's we just can't see you. But that's okay as long as we can hear you. Yeah. Um, so no more kids in your future. I don't think so. Um, I just think we're there. You go. Is that better? Am I back? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I I think uh, I applaud uh, those who are strong enough to to do that, and uh, but it's just not probably in the cards for us. Well, I'm sure you already, you have two and they're teenagers and they're probably going to be, are they, any of them, either of them hitting college yet or yeah. getting close? Uh, that in itself is like, you know, a whole thing, <laughs> like choosing yeah, a college. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, my, uh, my son's going to a music school right now in Nashville and um, wants to pursue music. He already produces stuff. He, you know, wow. these young you know, musicians today, they're, they're making music. Uh, you know, in their, in their rooms, I bought him kind of a makeshift system to make tunes a few years ago. And like, he blasts out some of the best stuff that, you know, better than some stuff I hear on the radio. And a lot of it's uh, pop, pop oriented. Um, he's done some hip hop, uh, a little bit of country. He's kind of across the board, but he's super talented. So I'm really proud of him. And then my daughter is, uh, she's working right now, you know, trying to figure out her way, what, what thing is next, dating a little bit, which is a whole new thing for Eric. Like a dad, I'm very uh, weirdly careful about all that. And, um, and I help her out from time to time with like, you know, what would you say to this guy? Or how would you deal with this? Or what would you text back? <laughs> you know, uh, these sort of things. And so there's a lot of that going on. And by the way, Trey helps too. My partner is like all about, um, we're all about uh, the kids. And, and, the, and it's nice now because you're right. It is a different stage of life where they can fully function. They can find their way to the cupboard you know, the pantry, they can make their own meals. You don't have to really worry about them as much. And you can have adult conversations with them, which was not the case, you know, uh, for, for, some, so, so, for so long. Well, it sounds like you're doing lots of listening there too. Yeah. So listen, yeah. well, I'm now telling our listeners to listen. <laughs> uh, you guys need to check out uh, Cody Allen, check out his radio but check out his new book. Here's the thing: lessons on listening, love, and life, and love. Yes, you can get it wherever you right. get books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, the whole thing. 
Go get yeah. it. Yeah, and I did the audio book too. Uh, so if people want to read, I voiced the audio book. So, which was a whole okay. different kind of experience that I'd never had. Uh, you know, and an emotional sort of thing because you relive all those stories as you're reading the listener. And, uh, but I enjoyed it. And that, you know, I'm, I've listened to it a little bit myself. And every time I go back to it, I start to, I tear up, even at the happy stuff. Like, it's too, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of great country music stories in there. And obviously a lot of, a lot of lessons uh, from, from my years of uh, experience. Amazing. So you listening to yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We um, will definitely stay up to date on all that's going on with you and hopefully talk to you again soon when you have your next project. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. See you soon. Bye guys. Thanks y'all. Bye. -bye.